Chapter Twenty One, Part One of Children of the Ghetto by Israel Zangwill. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Adrian Pretzelis. Chapter Twenty One, The Hebrews Friday Night, Part One. Ach, the Amarine Haaretz said Pinchas to Reb Shmuel. Ignorant fanatics! How shall a movement prosper in their hands? They have not the poetic vision. Their eyes are as the moles. They wish to make messiahs out of halfpence. What inspiration for the soul is there in the sight of snuffy collectors that have the air of schnorrers, and Karl Kammer's red hair for a flag? and the sound of Gradkoski's nose blowing for a trumpet peal. Hmm. I've written an acrostic against Gedalia the greengrocer, virulent as serpent's gall. He, the redeemer indeed, with his diseased potatoes and his flat ginger beer. Not thus did the great prophets and teachers in Israel figure the return. Let a great signal fire be lit in Israel and lo, the beacons will leap up at every mountain, and the tongue of flame shall call to tongue. Yea, I, even Melchizedek Pinchas, will light the fire forthwith." Uh, "'Nay, uh, not to-day,' said Reb Shmuel, with his humorous twinkle. "'It's the Sabbath.' The rabbi was returning from synagogue and Pinchas was giving him his company on the short homeward journey. At their heels trudged Levi, and on the other side of Reb Shmuel walked Eliphaz Chowchoski, a miserable-looking Pole whom Reb Shmuel was taking home to supper. In those days Reb Shmuel was not alone in taking to his hearth the Sabbath guest, some forlorn starveling or other, to sit at the table in like honour with the master. It was an object lesson in equality and fraternity for the children of many a well-to-do household. Nor did it fail altogether in the homes of the poor. Kol Yisrael Aravim Zeh Bezeh. All Israel are brothers. And how better honour the Sabbath by making the lip-babble a reality? Eh, will you speak to your daughter?" said Pinchas, uh, changing the subject abruptly. "'Will you tell her that what I wrote to her is not a millionth part of what I feel, that she is my sun by day and my noon and stars by night, that I must marry her at once or die, that I think of nothing in the world but her, that I can do, write, plan, nothing without her? that once she smiles on me I will write her great love-poems, greater than Byron's, greater than Heine's, the real song of songs, uh, which is Pinchas's, that I will make her as immortal as Dante made uh, Beatrix, as Petrarch made Laura, that I walk about wretched, bedewing the pavement with my tears, that I sleep not by night, nor eat by day. You'll tell her this?" He laid his finger pleadingly on his nose. Uh, "'I will tell her,' said Reb Shmuel. "'You are a son-in-law to gladden the heart of any man. Uh, but I fear the maiden looks but coldly on wooers.' 
Besides, you are fourteen years older than she. Then I love her twice as much as Jacob loved Rachel, for it is written, seven years were but a day in his love for her. To me, fourteen years are but a day in my love for Hannah. The rabbi laughed at the quibble, and said, oh, You are like the man who, when he was accused of being twenty years older than the maiden he desired, replied, But when I look at her, I shall become ten years younger, and when she looks at me, she will become ten years older, and thus will be even. Pinchas laughed enthusiastically in his turn, but replied, Surely you will plead my cause, whose motto is the Hebrew saying, The husband help the housewife, God help the bachelor. But have you the wherewithal to support her? Shall my writings not suffice? If there were none to protect literature in England, we will go abroad, to your birthplace, Reb Shmuel, to the cradle of great scholars. The poet spoke yet more but in the end his excited strident accents fell on reb Shmuel's ears as a storm on the ears of the slippered reader by the fireside he had dropped into a delicious reverie tasting in advance the sabbath peace the work of the week was over the faithful jew could enter on his rest the narrow, miry streets faded before the brighter image of his brain. Lecha dodi le panesiabos nikabolo. Come, my beloved, to meet the bride, the face of the Sabbath. Let us welcome. Tonight, his sweetheart would wear her Sabbath face, putting off the mask of the shrew which hid not from him the angel countenance. To-night he could in very truth call his wife, as the rabbi in the Talmud did, not wife, but home. To-night she would be in very truth Simcha, rejoicing. A cheerful warmth glowed at his heart. Love for all the wonderful creation dissolved him in tenderness. As he approached the door, cheerful lights gleamed on him like a heavenly smile. He invited Pinchas to enter, but the poet, in view of his passion, thought it prudent to let others plead for him, and went off with his finger to his nose in final reminder. The Reb kissed the mezuzah on the outside of the door, and his daughter who met him on the inside. Everything was as he had pictured it, the two tall wax candles in quaint heavy silver candlesticks, the spotless tablecloth, the dish of fried fish made picturesque with sprigs of parsley, the Sabbath loaves shaped like boys' tip-cats, with a curious plait of crust from point to point, and thickly sprinkled with a drift of poppy-seed, and covered with a velvet cloth embroidered with Hebrew words, the flask of wine and the silver goblet. The sight was familiar, yet it always struck the simple old Reb anew 
with a sense of special blessing. "'Good Shabbos, Simcha,' said Reb Shmuel. "'Good Shabbos, Shmuel,' said Simcha. The light of love was in her eyes, and in her hair her newest comb. Her sharp features shone with peace and goodwill, and the consciousness of having duly lit the Sabbath candles and thrown the morsel of dough into the fire. Shmuel kissed her. Then he laid his hands upon Hannah's head and murmured, Yesimech elokim kasara rivka rachel velaya. May God make thee Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, and Leah. And upon Levi's murmuring, Yesimcha elokim ki Ephraim ve Menashe. May God make thee as Ephraim and Menashe. Even the callous Levi felt the breath of sanctity in the air, and had a vague restful sense of his Sabbath angel hovering about and causing him to cast two shadows on the wall, while his evil angel shivered impotent on the doorstep. Then Reb Shmuel repeated three times the series of sentences commencing, Peace be unto you, you ministering angels and thereupon the wonderful picture of an ideal woman from Proverbs, looking affectionately at Simcha the while, Eishes Chayl Miyimtza, a woman of worth, whoso findeth her, her price is far above rubies, the heart of her husband trusteth in her, good and not evil will she do him all the days of her life. She rises while it is yet night, giveth food to her household, and a task to her maidens. She puts her own hands to the spindle, she stretches out her hand to the poor, strength and honour are her clothing, and she looks forth smiling to the morrow. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the law of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and eateth not the bread of idleness. Deceitful is favour, and vain is beauty. But the woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised." Then, washing his hands with the due benediction, he filled the goblet with wine, and, while every one reverently stood, he made Kiddish in a traditional joyous recitative. Baruch atoh Hashem elokeinu melech ha'olam. O Lord, our God, King of the universe, Creator of the fruit of the vine, who doth sanctify us with his commandments, and hath delight in us. Thou hast chosen and sanctified us above all peoples, and with love and favour hast made us to inherit thy holy Sabbath. And all the household and the hungry pole answered, Omain, each sipping of the cup in due gradation, then eating a special morsel of bread cut by the father and dipped in salt. After which the good wife served the fish, and cups and saucers clattered and knives and forks rattled, and after a few mouthfuls the Pole knew himself a prince in Israel, and felt he must forthwith make choice of a maiden 
to grace his royal Sabbath board. Soup followed the fish. It was not served direct from the saucepan, but transferred by way of a large tureen. Since any creeping thing that might have got into the soup would have rendered the plateful into which it appeared not legally potable, whereas if it were detected in the large tureen its polluting powers would be dissipated by being diffused over such a large mass of fluid. For like religious reasons, another feature of the etiquette of the modern fashionable table has been anticipated by many centuries. The eaters wash their hands in a little bowl of water after their meal. The Polack was thus kept by main religious force in touch with a liquid with which he had no external sympathy. When supper was over, grace was chanted, and then the Zimiros was sung. Songs summing up in light and jingling metre the very essence of holy joyousness, neither riotous nor ascetic, the note of spiritualized common sense which has been the keynote of historical Judaism. For to feel the Oneg Shabbos, the delight of Sabbath, is a duty, and to take three meals thereupon a religious obligation. The sanctification of the sensuous by a creed to which everything is holy. The Sabbath is the hub of the Jew's universe. To protract it is a virtue, to love it a liberal education. It cancels all mourning, even for Jerusalem. The candles may gutter out at their own greasy will, unsnuffed, untended. Is not Sabbath its own self-sufficient light? This is the sanctified rest-day, happy the man who observes it, thinks of it over the wine-cup, feeling no pang at his heart-strings, for that his purse-strings are empty. Joyous, and if he must borrow, God will repay the good lender, meat, wine, and fish in profusion. See no delight is deficit, let but the table be spread well. Angels of God answer, O main. So when a soul is in dolor, cometh the sweet restful Sabbath, singing and joy in its footsteps. Rapidly floweth Sambation, till that of God's love, the symbol, Sabbath, the holy, the peaceful, husheth its turbulent waters. Bless him, O constant companions, rock from whose stores we have eaten. Eaten have we, and have left too, just as the Lord hath commanded, father and shepherd and feeder. He is the bread we have eaten, he is the wine we have drunken. Wherefore, with lips let us praise him, Lord of the land of our fathers, gratefully, ceaselessly chanting, None like Hashem is holy. Light and rejoicing to Israel, Sabbath, Sabbath, the soother of sorrows, comfort of downtrodden Israel, healing the hearts that were broken. Banish despair, here is hope come. What a soul crushed! Lo, 
a stranger bringeth the balsamous sabbath build o rebuild thou thy temple fill again zion thy city clad with delight will we go there other and new songs to sing there merciful one and all holy praised for ever and ever End of chapter 32, part 1